0: The pitch. Swing and a base hit to left field. Hank is gonna score. This Thanks for taking the time to download and listen to the Philadelphia Baseball Review Podcast. I'm Patrick Gordon, founder and executive editor of the Philadelphia Baseball Review. Our mission is to cover baseball at all levels throughout the Philly region, with a particular focus on promoting the amateur, high school, and college ranks. Our aim is to tell the untold baseball stories across the Quaker City. So please be sure to follow me on Twitter if you're not already at PGordonPBR. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening. Also, leave us a review. And be sure to visit PhiladelphiaBaseballReview.com where you can sign up for our daily newsletter. Now, let's get into today's show. All right, so what's up, Philadelphia? We have NLDS Baseball coming up later today. That is wild to think about. If you think about where this team was just a few short weeks ago, hell, two weeks ago, uh, to think that we would be sitting here in the postseason, we would be sitting here with a remarkable sweep Although it's a best of three series uh, of the Cardinals, and then we're now getting ready to face the defending world champion Atlanta Braves for a five-game set here in the NLDS. Um, I don't think it was possible. I I may be uh, you know going out on the limb here, but I was not expecting this. I was not thinking this team had it. Um, in them to get into the postseason, and then even if they did, I was thinking that that series against St. Louis would have went the absolute opposite way. Um, it just so happened that Nola and Wheeler were just incredible and got St. Louis at a great time where their bats just fell silent and couldn't muster any offense whatsoever. Uh, you know the bullpen as leaky as it's been for the Phillies as of late, you didn't see, uh, you know, they weren't really put in positions of stress that often. And so in turn, um, it was the Nola and, and Wheeler show. And that really helped the Phillies. Now, will that work in a five game set with Atlanta? (laughs) You know, these two teams have played each other 18, 19 times. They know each other. They know each other extremely well. Ranger Suarez even said today, in his uh, presser down in Atlanta for the, during the workout day about how well just these two teams know each other. There, there's no surprises. There are no surprises at this point. Um, it's really going to come down to, I believe, the fundamentals. And that's where I struggle right now. I, I want to see this Phillies team continue on. I love the story. I, I love the camaraderie. I love the clubhouse pandemonium <laughs> afterwards um i i really do i think you know there are certain parts of this team that sort of bring back that feeling of 93 and i remember that even though i was young i was what 11 um you know i remember sort of com- the camaraderie that that team had um and i see a little bit of that with this club and i, I i'm rooting for them in that regard it will be a challenge, though, to get through Atlanta. Um, the Phillies have not played well on the road all season. And again, yes, say what you will about the St. Louis wildcard series. However, that's just, it's two games, right? I mean, it's its a best of three series there, and they only played two. So it's its not really a massive snapshot um, that you can look at. Um, Atlanta's a really good team. They're a young team. They're athletic. Uh, that starting rotation that they're going to pitch against us with with Max Freed and uh, Kyle Wright and likely Spencer uh, Spencer Strider in Game 3. It looks like he did a bullpen and uh, looked well. I mean, that's going to be uh, tough for the Phillies. And, and the offense, look, again, the pitching is what got this club through that series in St. Louis. It really was not the offense. Um, you know, aside from some, some situations in, in that ninth inning in game one, um, so the offense is going to need to come alive. Hoskins has to turn things around Harper showing signs of life. That's good. Schwarber struggled as of late, um, at the top of the order, um, very easily could go south if this offense doesn't sort of, um, you know, liven up a bit and, and turn things around. Now, again, that's where I think facing the Braves as many times as you have, there are no surprises here. This is a series that I, I think could go the distance, um, and that's where it scares me because I think the bullpens are going to play a role. And you just don't know what the fill is right now. I mean, Alvarado has been absolutely outstanding as of late. Um, I think the home run he gave up the other day in, in the series with the Cardinals was his first since um, June. And so, you know, he's been outstanding since he's been called back up. However, um, you know, Eflin (laughs) as a closer is intriguing, given that he's never done it. Um, And now he's back there in arguably some of the, um, you know, biggest games of his career and and the biggest in franchise history for the last, geez, what, the last decade plus, Um, you know, so, that's a bit concerning because and and part of that has happened because, just of the lack of confidence, if you will, with Sir Anthony Dominguez and with David Robertson and, um, you know Connor Brogdon. and so in turn, even though Dominguez got out of a jam nicely in game two there against Cardinals, um, I think Rod Thompson's sort of in a situation where what do I do, and um, you know granted Eflin has. Um, although he's gotten into a couple jams, he's pitched himself out nicely, um, and he clearly seems to be comfortable there. Um, but that's such a a tough spot to be in for somebody who just doesn't have that that big game experience back there in the ninth inning. I mean, you hear everybody talk about how different that is. Um, you know, it's just not something that you uh, can traditionally pick up and do and do well. So. Bullpen could obviously be, um, you know, a bit of a a bit of a factor here. But either way, um, it's exciting. We have NLDS baseball. Um, Friday will be an absolute party down in South Philadelphia um, when the Phillies host the Braves in Game Three. Um, Game One, obviously, here on Tuesday. Game Two on Wednesday. Um, weather in Atlanta looks decent, uh, mid seventies chance of thunderstorms though. Uh, so you got to keep an eye on the radar there. Um, and then Friday, I think the weather looks good for here in Philadelphia game four on Saturday, if needed, then they head down to Atlanta for game five, if necessary on Sunday. And man, what a chaotic place. This'll be, you know, the Eagles play, uh, Dallas on Sunday. So it's just, um, shaping up to be a wild next couple days for the uh, Philadelphia sports fan, not to mention the flyers um, open in our season this week. Although I don't think many people are putting any, any interest in that right now. Um, although I will say this, John Tortorella seems like a, uh, he's going to be the storyline in my mind this season, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Thompson getting a two year deal. Uh, they removed the interim tag today. I think that's a smart move. Um, if you've watched any or heard any of the players talk over the last couple weeks, especially this last week, clinching uh, the wild card position and then the series win in St. Louis, these players adore him. They absolutely do. Um, one common theme that you keep hearing from the players is this feeling that uh, Thompson treats them... Uh, you know, he's very understanding he treats them like people he's very accommodating he's very genuine I mean it makes you wonder what they thought of Joe Girardi it really does I mean what was Girardi doing in that clubhouse I mean again I'm I'm down there quite frequently it, it wasn't as if Girardi was just you're running things with the steel fist. Uh, at least it didn't seem that way um but this camaraderie that it seems that the players have with Thompson is is unique. And um, I think you see it in their post-game celebrations. I think you see it even today when um, Ranger Suarez and Reese Hoskins and, and um, others talked about Thompson getting this extension and what it means. And just how excited and happy they were for him. Um, and look, if it, you know, clearly he made a difference this season. Clearly he made a difference. Well, when the change happened, the fills were what seven, eight games out, um, or below 500, uh, for him to come in and then have them essentially finish under his watch 20 games or so on over 500. Um, it speaks volumes to what he, he does as a leader, um, and how he helped bring that clubhouse together, energize those players. And I think, um, it just, it makes sense. So to your deal, Rod Thompson, staying with the Phillies. And uh, I, I wanted to put this out there, too. A lot of people were, were wondering why the Phillies didn't do this earlier during the season. And Major League Baseball has a rule in place, and it's a good rule, um, you know, that you can't remove the interim tag Unless there's some certain uh, extenuating circumstances, because they want to ensure that the interview process includes minorities so everybody has a fair shot. And, um, you know, so it's similar to the Rooney rule, I guess you would see in the NFL. And in this instance, I think it was clear given that the Phillies did reach the postseason, given that they're now in the NLDS, given that um, it just was a, a solid fit, the Phillies weren't going to we not going to go elsewhere. I could. I mean, can you even imagine if, you know, even if they were to get knocked out in St. Louis, um, it, it would be tough to to go into that clubhouse and tell Harper, Hoskins, uh, Real Muto, all these guys that have basically, you know, said how much they love playing under this guy to say, ah, eh, we're getting somebody else, um, even if it's a bigger name. You know, which there there are. I mean, look, let's be honest. Thompson's an, a great guy, clearly a great leader in the clubhouse, knows how to get the best out of players. But he's not a household name. I mean, I, hell, I, I don't think Phillies fans knew who he was, um, you know, until Girardi's departure. So, um, But look, he's been around the game forever, 20-plus years in New York. Um, under Girardi, which, again, say what you want about him, you know, it's just things didn't work out here. I don't think that means he's a bad manager, um, or a bad baseball guy. I don't think that at all. I think the change had to happen. And I think the players, it was a wake up call. I think they changed how they were going about their business as well. So I don't think you could put all of that on Girardi. Um, but either way, I think that's a discussion to be had at a later point. Um, when when we review and look back on where the season goes. But for right now, we got Ranger Suarez. We got Max Freed. We got Game 1, um, 1 o'clock on Tuesday, down at Truist Park in Atlanta. It's, it's going to be interesting. You know, one of the downsides of the postseason, the way it's set up anymore, is, and, and I get it, TV, and you got to put games on, um, and you got to give New York and Los Angeles prime time. But these day games. Now, look, I'm a traditionalist with baseball. I agree. You do need day games, but it stinks, man. Like if, if you have, um, you know, if you're a ticket holder or if you have a job or you're a teacher or, or even if you want to take your children to, the, to a playoff game, um, you know, the start times for these first two games, 105 and 435, that's tough. That's tough to do, man. Um, and it's just unfortunate. And I don't know. They haven't announced yet what the times will be for um, Philadelphia for game three. Um, my thinking there is that they got to give the Phillies uh, and Braves, I would think, one night game. Um, so maybe that will be on Friday. I, I I don't know. Major League Baseball hasn't announced that yet. Um, but it is also, I was reading a lot of. Braves fans on Twitter talking about how it's a slap in the face and how we're the world champions and you're putting us on in the middle of the day and it's sort of like look this is what you this is what you get when New York and the Dodgers are in the postseason. Speaking of New York, what a mess it is up in Flushing right now. I mean, can you imagine being a Mets fan sitting there winning 101 games? having a a 10-and-a-half game lead in the division, and then just going out with one hit against Musgrave and the Padres. I mean, that just just is a terrible way for that team to go out. And I already saw um, T-shirts being made. I don't think it was Barstool, although it wouldn't surprise me. Um, or roto wear maybe one of them, creating the T-shirts with, um, you know, with the image of of Musgrave with um, the umpire feeling his ear, and I think Buck Showalter and the Mets that's going to be, that's going to be the thing that they're remembered for in this series that, um, he was that dominant that they're like, hey, he has something up on his ear. Now, I will say this, his ears did look like. I don't know. They looked a little, a little sweaty, um, and it looked like you know something definitely shiny on there. And um, even former Philly Andrew McCutcheon chimed in on Twitter, um, and he said it's something called red hot that he's seen pitchers use before. Where um, it's not necessarily something that gives them a better grip, but it helps them maintain their focus on what's going on. Um, I don't know. That, that could be it. Um, red hot or uh, <laughs> who knows. But either way, uh, Musgrave was in the zone last night, pitched extremely well. And that Mets offense just couldn't couldn't muster anything. And so in turn, that 101-win team that gave the Phillies so many fits during the regular season um, is sitting home and, and you got the Phillies um, Phils and Braves moving on. You know, it's it's funny to think about too, you have 162 game season and it comes down to, um, you know, a best of three series if you're moving on or not. Um, it really sort of feels like a coin flip at times, but either way, that's this is this is where we're at. So um, we'll do one of these recaps after each game, of the NLDS, recap the game that happened, give a preview of the upcoming game. Hopefully keep this thing rolling for a couple more weeks. Um, You know, I appreciate you taking the time here to listen. Um, Please subscribe if you haven't yet already. Find it on Spotify or on Apple, um, you know, iTunes and and everywhere else. Uh, Be sure to follow me if you're not yet on Twitter, P. Gordon PBR. I appreciate your support and, um, yeah, bringing you more more Phillies postseason coverage moving forward. Thanks again for listening.